Hello, everyone. Welcome to the weekend edition of the Daily Devos, where we talk to people within our community and those connected to our community. Today, we're going to talk to Julie Hayes, who has been a part of the New Creation Albuquerque community for the last couple years. She lives on Chama Street. We're going to hear about her journey to Albuquerque, her journey to our community, and her heart for people in the neighborhood. Yes. How are you doing? Just pretend it's not here. I'm doing good. <laughs> yes. I am. Good. Job is going really good. Awesome. I love it. It's no stress to me. Yeah. So. Well, tell us, where do you work? I work at the Cheesecake Factory. Yes. In Uptown. Yes. Coronado Mall. And I, can, I say that I had an easy job. It's a no-brainer. I'm considered what we call a cleaner. Uh-huh. And I just go around, wipe down all the doors, things that have been touched by employees and sort okay. of people. People? Yeah. Is that a job that uh, was created specifically for COVID? Yeah? yeah. Just like keep things, everything. And so then I also yeah. wipe down the menus ah. and keep them clean. And, yeah. and that's whether it was COVID or not, because I did it years ago when I uh-huh. worked at Red Lobster, uh-huh. being a hostess. And I think I'm in my element yeah. working there. Good. Good. Awesome. I was going to say something else, but if we recorded on that. (laughs) Yes. And tell me, Julie, a little bit about yourself, for those that don't know, like where, maybe where were you born? Where have you spent most of your life? And when did you, how did you find your way to New Mexico? So I was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And my dad was in the military, so we moved around the states. I've lived in California. I've lived in North Carolina. The last place we lived, well, my dad retired, was Nevada. And then when I was about 26, I moved back to Connecticut, because that's where my mother grew up. Mm -hmm. But she swore she would never go back, and she never did. She left when she was 18, but so I went back there because of the job market. Okay. Way back in the late 80s. Okay. It was 88 I went. Um, And so my cousin, um, I I had an aunt, and then my cousin and her husband said that I could, uh, they would get me a job. Uh So I got a good job. Cool. There, and then I met my son's father, and well... So I have a son who's 30, and he lives in Pennsylvania. Okay. He's doing good. Awesome. What's his name? His name is Anthony. All right. And so he was born and raised in Connecticut, and when he went away to college in Pennsylvania, that's where he stayed. Uh-huh. So he's doing really well. Yeah. Did he, you ever consider going to Pennsylvania? No. No? No. But he's, you know, he had been offered, like, his job that he has, he's been offered um, to, like, relocate places. Mm-hmm. But I think because his grandparents, on his, you know, from his father, um, live still live in Connecticut, and he's really close with them. Mm. And plus, his best friend, who he um, that lives in, who got married and lives in Pennsylvania, um, his mother's like his second mother, and they live and she lives in New York. So that's so he kind of wants to stay close into that vicinity, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and well. Haven't can say that I haven't made the best choices in my life, but um, personal reasons, I had come out to New Mexico, and then I <clears throat> that didn't work, so I went back to Connecticut and had a hard time there. And I ended up um, the woman that I was living with, she kind of 
kicked me out to the okay. door. Kicked me out the door. This is in Connecticut? That, yeah. Okay. And so um, I did a little kind of going from place to place. But then when I was here the first time in New Mexico, I met, I met a woman. And so her... So in 2014, her husband had passed away. Uh-huh. So she'd asked me to come back out here to be with her because she didn't want to be alone. Okay. And so I said, okay, I'm not working. And she said, yeah, I'll get you a job. So I came out here. Well, lo and behold, two months later, she meets someone and oh. she asked me to leave. Oh, man. Well, it wasn't really her. It was the man that she was that she's still with, but right. he lives in Santa Fe. So I'm like, okay. So I ended up in a shelter. Mm. I was there for a month, and then I was going to a... Um, someone suggested for me to go to this women's group. Okay. So I went to a women's group, and the lady that was running it had a, knew somebody that was connected with this... A Catholic worker house. Okay. With Trinity... Trinity House Catholic worker on, in the South Valley. Yeah. So I got in there, and I was there for like four months... And, and by getting in there, you met you lived so there. So I lived there. I was a guest. So yeah. I so I lived there, but we had to leave by eight o'clock in the morning, and we could be back by five. Okay. So I was supposed to be out there looking for a job. Okay. Me not that. So I was there for like four months. Well, actually, the program was three months, but they extended it a month. And then <clears throat> I had met someone, and so I kind of he got housed, and so that I went to go stay with him. And the whole world could know because I really, but I think I just kind of used them for a place to live, mm. you know. Yeah. So as I was doing that, but I still kind of went to, I think I was in the, I went to the shelter during the week. Uh-huh. And then on the weekend, I went to go stay just so we could see if we could try things out and things just, he was mentally abusing me. Mm. So I said, no, thank you. So yeah. in that time, um, Charity House approached me and asked me if I would come back and be a resident slash worker so I did I was there and I learned a lot about homelessness Uh because we were so the Catholic worker there's so many different um, houses in all over the country all over the world right some of them are farms some of them um, are hospitality some of them are not and so this one was and we were actually a live-in resident so we didn't take in people which was mothers with children Okay. And basically, if they were in transition, uh-huh. try to get housing, and so they just stayed with us. So this way, they didn't have to pay anything, so they could concentrate on getting out of the feed. Right. Um, but we did feed the homeless, and so that was um, that turned my passion. Yeah. For helping the homeless. I mean, I was just like, so I got to know them. I got to sit down. There was one gentleman in particular um, who was. I learned a lot about him in like the two years that I was there, and come to find out, so he did seventeen years in prison, mm-hmm. and I don't know somewhere here in New Mexico. Uh-huh. But in the meantime, he had so I knew he had four children, uh-huh. and he has seventeen grandchildren. Wow! But he told me that they didn't. He didn't want his kids to see him incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, he had each child while he was incarcerated. Oh wow! Same mother, but wow. so he had to be good. So he had conjugal visits. So he he got pregnant. Okay. Was like, <laughs> but then when he when he got out, she left, mm. and so it was him and his aunt that finished raising the kids. Mm-hmm. And so, but I didn't know that until almost like the last maybe six months that right. I was you know staying there. 
but it just, it was, that's where my heart was. Yeah, and so you kind of discovered your heart for people there. So, and it, and I mean... That'll actually show up in that. It'll, yeah, there you go, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, tell me so, about how your passion grew, and like you said so you learned a lot, so... I did, and so, and I think that's where, um, I mean, I knew nothing about the Catholic worker. I knew nothing about Dorothy Day, who's her and Peter Moran are the one that started the movement back in mm-hmm. the late 30s. And just helping people, just serving people. Um, and I think that's what I rediscovered God. Mm. I really believe that's where I, you know, because we had, as a staff, we had morning prayer. Mm-hmm. And that was, the way it was set up was really good. And so I just, but I didn't really go to a, well, there's a church, Holy Family, that's in South Valley. And I would go on occasion there, but it wasn't something that I was comfortable or enjoying. You know, so I really hadn't been to church until. So then I moved out of Trinity House and I went to go live with a friend. And But before I did that, there was a woman who does a Dorothy Day I call it a stand-up, but I, whatever, like a program. Okay. But so she wanted, she, at the church had asked her if they could have one person from each Catholic worker house to represent it. So, okay. of course, I was chosen. Yes, the chosen one. <laughs> the chosen one. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time that I actually got, was stood up in front of people to tell them my story. Oh, okay. And the, fun, the ironic thing is, Linda, who had, she had notes and so she left the notebook up there. And I walked up there and I said, well, I don't have notes, so I'm just going to swing it. Uh-huh. So I just talked from my heart. And, you know, it does, um, when you say people think that God doesn't exist or God doesn't do things. And for me, it's little things. It's not even that big picture hmm. because he's had my back. He's had, I, so I could say I was homeless, but I, but I actually did have to live on the street. I did sleep on the street. Yeah. But I, I lived, yes, I stayed in a shelter, but I, you know, had a roof over my head. So I've yeah. always had one, but it was just going from, you know. And then, that ironically, the friend that I went to go live with, she kicked me out. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so then I was couch surfing, and then finally I, um, so then I discovered, so then I started helping we had another Catholic worker that I helped with here in the International District. Then we outgrew that program, and then we were lucky enough to find a place. Yeah. Yeah, right next door to New Creation. And that's kind of where our stories start to merge, right? Is right. And so I, um, so Glenn had kept saying, oh, you need to go to church. You need to go to church. So it was two years ago, Easter Sunday. Mm is the first time that I stepped inside new creation mm. and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. I think it was the worship that music was just like, I was like, yes, that's what I'm looking for. Mm. And to literally say, come as you are, mm. you can literally come, right, yeah. <laughs> you can come as you are, you know, I don't have to dress up. I don't, whatever I'm wearing, I can wear. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah. So the, you know, our Catholic worker is next door and, um, to new creation, and I've um, and then luckily through someone else, we um, I got we got an apartment here, right? And then because the the woman that I moved in with, she 
her house, the house that she was living in was being put up for sale. So she, she knew my situation. She knew what her situation may come. So we found this lovely apartment that is owned by New now, Creation. Yeah, now you're, so it's home together apartment. Home, home yeah, together. Yeah. And so um, it was great. And then unfortunately, two months later, she passed away. Right. But I, I have been able to stay there. Yeah. I've had employment. Now this is my second job. The first one kind of got a toll on me with COVID and having to be working at home. Yeah. But this one that I have, I love it. Um, I feel like I'm, and again, God, and I think God heard my cry because mm-hmm. I know I needed a job, but I didn't want a stress job. I wanted something that I enjoyed doing and yeah. I'm right. That's great. I'm exactly in a spot that I need to be. Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah, and I've been really encouraged by your, um, yeah, I would say your steady faith, right? Like that you've, I think there was a time, well, for number one, I just respect how you manage your your money. You live a simple life, and so you were able to save up money, and then that created some space for you to look for that job um, long enough, and then for God to provide it. It's been, yeah, I'm really happy that you have that. Awesome. Tell me, um, I would like to do a little speed round, okay? Speed round of questions. So it's the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? And you just answer, is your gut response, all right? Okay. And one, I've asked everyone except for Glenn this question because I just didn't think he would answer it. But favorite Disney princess? Snow White. Snow White. Uh, Favorite color? Purple. Purple. That was Juliet's. Well, purple pink. But I won't paint my walls purple. No. <laughs> I'll paint them almost as, well, you know the color yeah. that is going to be the one that's in your dining room. Right. So I just yeah. need to find someone to paint. Oh, hear that, everyone? <laughs> Julie's looking for someone to paint. <laughs> um, favorite book? Mm. Or movie? I have to say, oh my gosh, The Notebook. The Notebook. And that's a movie. It's a movie. That's a movie, yeah. yeah. But. I just remember the end part where they're like, aren't they like embracing in the rain? Like all good romantic comedies end? um, And it was funny. Before I saw the movie, I I had the book. My son actually bought the book for me for like a Mother's Day birthday present. Okay. And the, the crazy thing was, is so I read the first chapter and I came out and I'm sobbing. And my son's like, Mom, really? You're crying over a book? Right. Come to find out that the reason why he bought the book for me is because his teacher and some of the female students were talking about it. And I thought it was a good idea to buy it, knowing that I'm an emotional person. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that was, I have to say that was good one. Okay, cool. I don't read a lot. Favorite flavor ice cream? Um... Was it Neapolitan? Okay. The triple. The Just triple. The, like the chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, yeah. all in one. Although Ben and Jerry's has some good stuff out there. Yeah. So. But. Yes, it does. All right. And um, favorite episode in the life of Jesus? Like when you, you know, favorite story about Jesus in the Gospels? I think the woman at the well. Hmm. Probably because I can relate. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> With my decisions. Okay. Things yeah. that I made that led me here. So yeah. Right. And what I would be curious your thoughts on this because I think I always think it's super interesting that woman. The good news she shares is that Jesus told her everything she had ever done, which doesn't sound like really good news <laughs> to me. But why? Why do you think that's good news? Like, what? What? What's striking about that? Like. I'm thinking, because with me, because I know, like, with some of my decisions, I'm not proud of them. And yeah. maybe she, maybe she wasn't proud of them. But the fact that she was called out on it, now that burden's lifted, mm. just kind of went away. You know, now she doesn't have to hide it. Yeah. You know, because he's the one that knows all, yeah. sees all, yeah. and so he kind of like confronted her. And so I think it's just now it's like, okay, now I don't have to, I don't have to live shamefully anymore yeah. because she's already opened up herself I mean he you know already kind of like confronted mm-hmm. it's called that come to Jesus meeting yeah, there you go <laughs> yeah so we I always think of come to Jesus meetings as a negative right I mean I think in a lot of ways we're like you know we got to put this person in a place so they have a come to Jesus meeting but the actual come to Jesus meeting is the most beautiful encounter we could ever have definitely it's beautiful I also sometimes think about that story um, and think about how, you know, she was married five times or, and this one you're living with is not even your husband, you know, but I also more recently I've been reading and hearing that story in that culture. There wasn't like she had a choice necessarily to be, it's not like the independent woman of today, which, you know, and so this was probably a lot of these choice, uh, the, her relationships were probably not the result of her choices, but results of it in perhaps injustice like people divorce the man divorced the woman and put her out put her out put her out and when I hear your story you know it sounds like there's a couple a few times in your life where you were welcomed in expecting refuge and then the tables got flipped on you pretty quick yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but and so the the last time when my friend um Asked me to leave, and I was walking, you know, walking out. And after I get my stuff, the person that brought me, you know, picked me up and took me out. My literally words were, "I will come out better. I will come out on top on this." Mm. And I feel I have. Awesome. That's I beautiful. feel I figured. So, and I do. I remember saying that, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's that's where I'm at." And I, I've not, and. I did just recently have someone staying with me. Uh-huh. He's gone. Yeah. He's finally moved out. But he brought me out because I was having a lull time after I had quit my job. So he kind of put a spark in me. Yeah. And then now having this job, and now I'm just trying to do change little things in the apartment. And so I'm, I feel good. And I just, um, and I thank Jesus every day. I thank God because I tell him, it's like, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this job. I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have that. And and I look at the little blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, people were like, oh, well, I don't get blessed because they're looking at the big picture. They want the big thing. No. Right. You know, I tell people every day. It's, well, not every day, but I, so I volunteer on Fridays at Francis House. I can come there in the morning, empty canted. Mm-hmm. And I leave with a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> mm. I don't go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for letting me uh, kidnap you for a minute. And uh, 
if you had one thing you would like your community to pray for you, uh, how, what would you like us to, how can people pray for you this week? If we can, well, I just pray for the community, mm-hmm. you know, I pray for it every day that when I walk to the bus, Yeah. I pray, um, yeah, if we could just all like, uh, what was it? Just pray. I think we just need to pray for the community. Just yeah. for, um, I pray for healing. You know, um, I definitely pray for the. I'm trying to think because every time when I go to Glenn's house, I, I pray. Um, there's suffering. People are hurting, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. Mm-hmm. I just pray that they be healed for that. Awesome. And that maybe we could take better care of our community. Yes. You know. Yes. Including my <clears throat> my own place where I live. <laughs> yes. I'm a little loved. And you're doing that. I love that you live in the neighborhood and you love the neighborhood you live in. Me too. And that's, I feel like, what Jesus did. And that's what we want to be as a community of people. So. And I think when, even before I knew I was going to move here, mm-hmm. I think this is a place, because when I was volunteering with uh, CASA, the communities, and even before Francis, I was just like, you know, if I could, if I could afford to live up here, I would love to, mm-hmm. because this is where it's needed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it not blows my mind away, but when I'm at work, because it's in uptown, so of course people have money to go out to eat, and mm-hmm. here I, and I did. I have told my coworkers, I'm like, and here I am, this little poor person. But you know what? It's okay. You know, yeah. um, it's all right. I have a job. Yes. As long as they keep coming, I have a job. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, know? they need to eat their cheesecakes. So yeah, definitely. And I've um, and I have actually a couple tables I've you know gone by, and I would ask them about their um, their meal, and then I ask them if they're having a dessert. And they're like, "No, we're stuffed." And I said, "So take a piece home, because you know later on you're gonna think that you wish you had." Had. And I've had some good conversations. I had a good conversation with a gentleman last week. Awesome. And we exchanged stories when we used to work in the call centers. Uh, okay. Like when he was younger and going to college. And I was just... So it's nice that I can do that. And that's what I love. I love people. I love talking to them. Yes. So I'm in the best job. <laughs> and don't have to be timed, you know. Because yeah. when I was in the call center, it was like, okay. You know, right. They would get mad at me. Okay, you already did your job. Now, you know, need to move along. I was like... No. Yeah, <laughs> so awesome. I'm where I'm at. That's good. Well, thanks, Julie. I really appreciate that. No problem. All right. All right. There you have it. Julie Hayes. Wonderful conversation. Love uh, the episode of Jesus that resonates with her and love her heart for people, for our neighborhood, and just for her gift carrying conversation. She blesses our neighborhood, blesses our community. So grateful for her. Hey, this week, starting Monday, Shannon leads our daily devos. And this weekend's scriptures are in the show notes. So check them out. Let's read the scriptures together this week. Love y'all.